Hey guys, and welcome back to the Sacred Sweet Spot. I am Coach Remy, where everything is all sacred. And those things that touch at you spiritually, those things that give you those aha moments, that's what the Sacred Sweet Spot is all about. In this new segment that's coming up this month, we have a whole host of new interviews with so many great people that I'm sure you will find their story very informative. And for Roots and Culture, guys, we we will have Kumpa, we will have some RB, we will have some Calypso. And so I'm so excited to have you guys back with us for the Sacred Sweet Spot. If you give a little more than you take And if you try to fix more than you break If you're the kind who takes the time to help a stranger in the rain There's a place for people like you if you stand up for those down on their knees And lend a voice to those who cannot speak If you shine a little light, give sight to the ones who've lost their way There's a place for people like you I've heard up there the streets are made of gold And when you get there, there's a hand to hold I believe when your day's down here through There's a place up there for people like you if you walk around with your heart on your sleeve And if you're trying to be the change you want to see If you lay down your life for love so someone could be saved There's a place for people like you Hold. I believe 
There's a place up there for people like you Listening to Coach Remy on the Sagers Sweet Spot Radio. Hey guys, I am so excited on this episode. We will be sitting in our studio with Eric Maddox. He is an author, life coach, he's a father, he's a mental health counselor, he is a nutritional advisor and a professional basketball player. And he's also a member of the Nation of Islam. And so he'll be joining me today with Wellness Monday on how and what we should be doing to remain in emotional and in mental balance as we go through these unchanging times. Stand by, guys. you know with my listening audience who you are and what you do yes ma'am i'm uh i was brother eric x out of uh, utica new york and um obviously what i do as a member of the nation of islam is you know go out in the community and try to uh, resurrect and save our people uh what i've been doing the past few years i've I've been studying uh, brain anatomy um, and the, the purpose for that is to, the, with the focus on mental health, um, a lot of the work that I do in the community and organizations and at speaking events is to kind of assess and, and give us the tools so that we can self-assess and then correct some of our behaviors through uh, just different resources, uh, through nutrition. Uh, that was my foundation for years. Nutrition was <laughs> my life. Um, I got into the mental health space just dealing with some personal trial. And, you know, one of my friends, a uh, real close friend, he um, he committed suicide. And that kind of, you know, just drove me to, to try to understand more in depth what causes us to think the way that we do. But then, you know, what based on our thinking, what, what leads to, you know, that, that behavior. Um, and I just, you know, along with our study guides and, you know, different uh, universities, I just <laughs> went at trying to figure out how and why and where and, you know, what drives us. So um, it's been a pleasure. That's awesome. Um, you know, I always say, because I'm, I'm a life coach, I work with um, women entrepreneurs, and I always say that this work is purpose work. You right. know what I mean? Like, um, you came into the space with the, you know, death of one of your close friends. And I think for me, I came into this this life coaching space um, because I grew up um, 
on well, I grew up in Chicago on the south side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And but I, I got pregnant at 15 years old. And so my life had changed dramatically. Right. And um just going through the trials of being a teen mom and you know, just trying to find out who I am and growing with my children led me to, um, you know, assist and help other women right. navigate through, you know, certain terrains of their own life. So I really believe that this is purpose work. So how long have you been in the space of mental health? Um, it's been, let's see. Where we at? Because with COVID, I kind of like lose a year when I try uh-huh. to calculate. I know, right. <laughs> oh, my God. Exactly. Every time I think, I'm like, wait, we spent a year where we were just, um, <laughs> I would, if, if, if memory serves me correct, I would say since uh, 2019. Okay. So did you start, how long have you been in formal um, school because I you did say that you you started school you went to school for this whole mental health space right was yes. it before 2019 or no is... it was after actually so oh, okay. this is this is interesting though so mm-hmm. um the the way I got into schools was actually speaking so uh-huh. what I started to do um, after my friend, you know, committed suicide. And then I had, um, like you just shared, like a personal experience, which uh-huh. associate that with trauma. Uh-huh. So that's what caused me to just look deeper inside ourselves. Obviously, we have the study guides, but the general public, they don't really have an idea what that is. Right. I wanted to find like a, a practical way to try to bring to them also with Dianetics as well, to try to bring some of those same principles to our people as a whole, because I was looking at, you know, like you said, my own personal experience, I was, I was shut off from, I would say, spiritual and then moral growth because of a traumatic experience that happened to me when I was 14. Wow. You know, it finally caught up to me and I, I had to really take a look at, man, what, what drives us? So as I go into um, our study guides, I started to just really dissect and parse brain anatomy. When I was mm-hmm. in college, when I was playing basketball, I, you know, I had anatomy and physiology. This was just a class we took that, you know, they told us, hey, you know, you guys are athletes. This will be easy for you to pass. So that's why I took it. Okay. And, you know, now looking at the anatomy and physiology of something, that's dealing with the makeup of it, the nature of it, right. the functions and how it applies. And so later on, I'm looking at brain anatomy and I'm like, man, how many, you know, psychologists, psychiatrists, even sociologists, how many of them go into brain anatomy? Because if you don't really understand how something functions at its base, it's hard to really explain and express and articulate, you know, completely what the function, what the work, what the nature of something is. And what I started to do uh, was just do like these mental health Mondays on Facebook. And from that, I started to get a lot of traction. I had no idea Mm. that people suffered from depression, from their past experiences. Like, you know, certain trauma that doesn't allow them to get past you know, where they were, let's say, five, in my case, 
man, this was 10, 15 years ago. It just doesn't allow you to get past that point. And in this, those mental health talks, I started to get calls from, you know, the, I went to a community college here when I was playing basketball. Uh-huh. I got calls from the administrators from there. I got calls from, you know, administrators at Cornell University. Uh-huh. Hey, we want you to come talk to our students. We went, I'm like, wow, this is crazy. And I mean, this just started for me. It was just a desire to understand, you know, what caused me to do this? Like, why, where did I go wrong? Why, you know, why did my friend kill herself? And that wow. actually got into, um, I'm like, right now I'm at Cornell University uh-huh. uh, taking online courses because so, I work full time. So that's, yeah, that's, that's like, that's awesome. I'm, you know, just listening to you and um, listening to you saying that you did your topics on Mondays where people would, um, did they, did you do Facebook lives on Mondays? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yeah. Ma'am. Cause you know, I started um, as Remy. On Mondays, when I first got uh, onto online, um, I had a, a broadcast called Ask Remy, and I was on actually on Periscope, on Twitter, and also on Facebook and Instagram. And um, believe it or not, and b- but mine was dealing with um, still the mind, but dealing with um, how we think. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like we are the actual architect of. Um, our own reality because whatever it is that we think that's what we enforcing into our lives created I mean energetically and so um, I got a lot of traction from that and then Mm -hmm. from that I moved on to um, doing a five-day manifest challenge so that's awesome though I mean um, you know just what your you know your work in general and I think that's what um, led me to to connect with you and ask you, you know, would you come on and, and, you know, do an interview with me because I, I saw you on Instagram, not, no, 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 I'm sorry, not Instagram, TikTok. TikTok, yes, ma'am. And then I said, well, let me see, cause I'm not really on, I try to, you know, manage my time as it relates to being on social media right. if Ooh. I can. And so I said, well, let me see if I can just find him on Facebook and ask him, if he would be, you know, interested, because I think if you're not like friends or following or something like that, somebody on TikTok, you can't leave them a message and so forth. So, but this is phenomenal. I'm really, I'm liking this. I'm really enjoying um, this whole talk. Um, My formal education was criminal justice, minoring in psychology. So this whole mind thing and how um, the mind works and why we do what we do, um, is just, you know, it's phenomenal. And yeah. I too have um, benefited from, you know, of course, Dianetics and I've, you know, taken mm-hmm. more advanced um, technology, um, right. you know, in that whole arena. So man, that is, this is awesome. I really like it. So I, I when you, when you talked about um, nutrition, was one of the the things that you you love to do or you love to talk about do right. you think that nutrition has like a like is there a connection do you believe that there's a connection with nutrition and um with the chemical imbalances that we deal with as it relates to you know anxiety and all this other stuff do you think that you know has a big um, play in what we are seeing actually today. Yes, that's that's a great question, and um, 
I know it was a question, but I'm going to say you are 100% correct in the relationship between the two. So when uh, nutrition, like I said, was my origin, um, obviously joining the nation, but particularly nutrition because my family suffered from a lot of, you know, diabetes, obesity, things like that. And ultimately that can progress into cancer. Um, and I had a strong, strong passion uh, for nutrition. Also, when I was in high school, my, my actual track coach was my health teacher. And so he would always just instill these types of things in us. And I think when I was about 13, I was reading How to Eat to Live. And so oh, wow. like, all of this made up, I would say, just the, the train of thought that I had, the love that I had for nutrition. Now, to be fair, um, I mentioned the emotional experiences that caused me to go into the mental health space to study brain anatomy. But the, I would say the intellectual um, trigger was nutrition. So okay. I'm, I'm dealing with nutrition to try to understand, obviously, you know, eating one meal a day. Like there's a lot of science behind all of this stuff. Right. But as I'm learning everything, I stumble on, and this wasn't like my intent, but I stumble on the vagus nerve, which is the 10th cranial nerve, which is a cord of neurons that goes from obviously the brainstem into the gut. You know how they say that the, 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 the you have two brains, the second brain is in the yes. stomach. Yes. So there's, there's scientific proof that that's accurate and that's called the vagus nerve. And so what happens is when we like, say for example, if you, you know, the messenger, um, asked us, informed us to pro to eat the best of foods. And so regardless of if you eat organic or not, um, every everything in existence has a chemical composition. Obviously, some of that um, chemistry is better for you. Some of it, you know, can cause certain adverse reactions. And when you eat quality foods, you do have reactions, but those reactions are more in sync with the nature of you as a human being. And so they don't cause adverse reactions. When we eat foods that have a lot of preservatives, they have a lot of um, toxic additives to try to preserve food that's outside of its natural environment. And some of it is intentional. You know what I mean? It's not just we're trying to industrialize and commercialize. Some of it is intentional. But what happens when we metabolize the food that we eat, meaning breaking it down and converting it into usable energy, the uh -huh. chemistry, the chemicals that are in that food is also being released. This yes. then, once it gets in your stomach, it starts to send different signals through the vagus nerve up to the brain. This can trigger certain responses, certain agitations, certain levels of anxiety, certain like, mm, I don't like this person when they come around and all of these different things and it's all based on what you eat. There was a documentary, and I, I kind of share this in my book. Uh -huh. There's a documentary that studied children at an alternative education school. And what they found was, I don't know what their reason was why they changed it, but when they changed their diet, like the lunch and the breakfast, to a plant-based diet, where it's all fruits and vegetables, these children, their behavior changed immediately. Their scores, I mean, they were exceeding what they were in, I guess you could say, quote unquote, normal public school. 
And the biggest takeaway for me was how in the heck did their behavior change from eating plant-based foods? And then you get into the chemistry of what's in most of the cheaper um, made and produced foods that are in our communities. And it's unfortunate that we're not aware of this, but this is a big factor. And a lot of the reason why we have so much anger, so much frustration, as you mentioned, so much anxiety, and then just the, not, not the unwillingness, but the inability to see what's causing it. And the reason why I say inability is because when you're dealing with the vagus nerve, it's going to the, to the, it's the cranial nerve. So it's going to essentially the brain stem. In order for us to get into real thinking and processing, reasoning and problem solving, you have to deal with the frontal lobe. Some of these chemicals that we eat that are in foods, they don't even allow our thinking activity to go beyond the brain stem. So we're just dealing with instinctive and reactive responses and they're more emotionally driven than they are logically driven. So you're hundred percent. Yeah, correct. I get it. I, I, I totally get it. And I just wanted to hear your take on that. I um for me, I deal with anxiety. Mm. It's not really, really bad, but when I'm in a high stressful situation, probably just like anybody else, mm-hmm. um, my anxiety kick in. But what I found out is that if my diet is off, mm. I'm telling you, I'm on 20, like seriously, wow. <laughs> in terms of my anxiety, like heart right. palpitation, um, yeah. insomnia, can't sleep, and just nervousness and all yeah. of this type of stuff. And so, um, you know, I'll play around with my diet to see, um, you know, what I need to do, what I should be eating, um, along with you know, how to eat to live. Like I would like, I'm, I'm a sugar addict and I love Hershey's. I love Hershey bars. Right. And so (laughs) I I'm serious. I had to really take myself off of eating Hershey's and, um, I went to plant-based and I started, um, eating, started messing around with eating chicken. That was the worst thing that I could have done. And I wasn't eating it all the time. But when I mm-hmm. ate it, I can tell that there was a different, um, not so much emotionally, but just physically what the chicken was right. doing to my body. So now I just, I'm like, you know what? I can't, you know, since Ramadan, I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't do this. I'm just not going to continue, you know, put myself through this, um, this, this craziness with my diet and I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do as it relates to my diet. And plus, I'm a kidney transplant um, recipient. So years ago, prior to me coming into the Nation of Islam, my diet went through a whole overhaul because of the fact that I could not have, um, you know, a lot of different things in my diet. So my diet was already, you know, okay, but it has gotten better since, you know, I've come into the Nation of Islam. But of course, trying to eat those things that I want to eat is not always um is not always a good thing. Right. So um and even with tea, I had to come off tea, drinking tea mm-hmm. because that had my anxiety going crazy and chocolate and hot spicy stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah. um I you know I'm I'm fully on board with the fact that your diet 
plays a huge part in in the way that you think, in the way that you behave, like you just said, and even just um, chemically, it um, produces so much, um, you know, so much a chemical reaction right. that you know that just will not allow for you to function the way that you need to function on a mental, spiritual, and emotional level. And the messenger was so on point with giving us how to eat to live, like seriously, and right. one meal a day, and one meal every other day. You know. Yes, ma'am. So, yeah. yeah. So now. In terms of basketball, I know that you are a professional athlete. And so how did diet play a role in terms of, you know, your your playing abilities? Right. Well, wow, that's, that's a beautiful question as well. If we can, after I answer this, I want to come back to that anxiety because you sparked something in me with that. Okay. But um, it, it really... Uh, and, you know, I still have a lot of connections now with, you know, a lot of the NBA players. But uh-huh. it was interesting because for me, you know, I, I was raised essentially reading, you know, how to eat to live and understanding the messenger and seeing the minister and things like that. So even when I played professionally, I only ate two meals a day. I never ate three. Wow. I was reading how to eat to live. Uh-huh. And um, what I would do and I would work out about three times a day. But what I would do for my first workout is I would just, you know, work out and eat anything. But after that, I would just eat fruit and eggs. And then I would go train again. And I would train a third time um, to complete like the day. And then I would eat my last meal. And I never ate uh, after reading after about 14 years old, I've never eaten three meals a day. I've only eaten two um, at the most. Now, um, and this was all throughout my playing career. I played professionally for about six years. Um, And now I train a lot of the athletes, high school athletes, um, college athletes. And I only eat one meal. Well, actually, I eat about five to six times a week. So I fast for 48 hours to 72 hours each. Really? I need to, I need to get on your, your calendar. Like seriously. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not, but it's interesting because, you know, I had the confidence. I I, let me use the word faith. I had the faith because of the messenger and what I already experienced. So I knew it was possible. I just had to discipline myself and condition my mind to do it. And, you know, what I learned, I mean, I lift weights now. I train, I do, you know, I work a full-time job. I go out in the community hours on end, right? And this is still just one meal a day. Like I'm on a fast right now. Um, wow. It's, I mean, I, I try to get the younger generation to see, you know, you can do all of, all of these things with the proper nutrition and fasting, which even the best nutrition in this world it still has a degree of contamination. So fasting is our best resource to kind of um, resolve that. And, you know, it's with, with younger people, it's a little bit harder because they're receptive, but they have to see you doing it. And so I play in a lot of the tournaments with them. And sometimes they're on the weekend, so sometimes it's hard because I'm fasting. But at this point, it's, I mean, it's, it's easy. That is, I'm telling you, that is, that's amazing. That's awesome. I'm not always as successful as it relates to fasting because of the um, immune suppressant medication that I have right. to take for my transplant. Mm-hmm. But I have, um, I do one meal a day. Wow. So I'm, I'm very, very um, 
proactive as it relates to doing one meal a day. But in terms of going without eating, I'm not, I haven't been able to, um, to do that part. So, and, and my kidney is what, 22 years old. I got my kidney in 2000 and my kidney just turned 22 and they really, honestly, brother Eric, they do not give your kidney, um, you know, once you become transplanted, they don't give those organs that type of timeline. And, um, my doctors are so um, amazed at how well I've done. And that I, I, I really in truth have to credit that to the teachers like seriously. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So how long has it been since you, you played professional basketball? Um, I remember how old I am. Um, I would say <laughs> probably. Maybe, what are we in? 2022. Um, I think 2004. 15? Mm-hmm. Yeah, somewhere around there. Because I was trying you... to still toying with, you know, overseas. And I, I was overseas for a while. Uh-huh. Um, I was here. And I was in the, the NBA, the D-League for a while. Had a few workouts with the Knicks and Phoenix and stuff like that. Did but, you play for, who did you play for? Or you just did overseas? Yeah, overseas. Okay. My my son is a professional baller. He's a football player, though. Oh, wow. So he's done a lot of um, um, stuff, too. He plays for a professional football team in Chicago. Okay. And, um, yeah, so I'm, I understand the athlete mindset. <laughs> you all have so much discipline. Like, this boy has taught me so much as it relates to um, – just being consistent in life, period, you know? Wow. Yeah, and discipline, and he has discipline out of this world, and so, <laughs> yeah, he's he's now, te- um, he, he coached it, he coached a high school team in Chicago, and now he's coaching his daughter's basketball wow. team, yeah, for the YMCA, yeah, so yeah. I understand that whole mindset. So, Brother Eric, so if if there was anything, um, well, no, let me go back because you said that you wanted to mention something about anxiety. Yeah, when when you brought that up, man, for first you made me smile, but it, it like touched something in me because in in my book is it's one of the things that I deal with, um, and that that'll be out in a couple of weeks. Okay. But when you when you think about our prayer, right? We mm-hmm. ask Allah, we seek refuge in Allah, right, from anxiety. Yes. And when we also ask Allah to grant us protection against indecent morals, when you look at fear and lying, right, those two things are intertwined. Anxiety is a fear or nervousness, right? And the reason why I mentioned lying is because not that we're liars, but what happens with fear is we create a reality in our mind and we worry and we contemplate and we think over and over and over and And it's not necessarily a lie but it's like we're telling a lie but it's an untrue experience that we won't give ourselves time to mathematically process and resolve so what happens in the brain when we either deal with fear or a lie cortisol is a stress hormone so cortisol for the most part works well it makes you feel good but what happens when you deal with a lie and anxiety and fear i was 
I was struggling to try to find the answer to how the messenger said the brain was created to think, think right. right. Yes. And I'm like, yes. well, you know, when we don't think right, then what happens? And he mentioned, you know, we destroy our brain cells. So I'm like, well, how does that happen? And so on my research, and this is more in depth in the book, I, what I found is with pathological liars, they find that their brain, the internal parts of their brain, it looks almost as if you lit a match on a piece of paper and it burned through, right? Mm -hmm. I said, man, how does that? And so I go deeper and deeper. Now, what happens with cortisol, obviously it's a stress hormone, so it can, you know, like I said, in most cases, it makes you feel better. But what happens when you give in to fear, to a lie, to anxiety, to stress, when you give in to this stuff, your brain is actually fighting, it's trying to locate in your memory, in your subconscious, where this event actually is. Your brain is trying to find the truth of it. And when it can't locate it, it's, it's uh, releasing more and more cortisol. This can then start to cause heart problems. Yes. And start to burn away the actual yes. brain cells, the, the synaptic firing in our brains. And this is all because we're giving in to something that isn't real, that doesn't hold any value, it doesn't hold any weight. Yes. This is that how is, you destroy the yeah. brain cells when you either lie or give in to all of these things. Exactly. Allah asks us to look, seek refuge in him. Because essentially, he got our back. We don't have to worry about these things. Right. I'm, you know, this is so good. Like, because I, I was speaking with one of my um, sisters on the other day, my biological sister. Mm -hmm. And she really, since my mom passed, she really deals with anxiety a mm -hmm. lot. And basically what you said, just with understanding um, from me going through you know, the different processes that I've gone through and dynamically handling a lot of things that needed to be handled in my life that was not handled. Right. Um, you know, I'm in, you know, present time now, so I'm in a better position now. Right. And basically what you were sharing with her, I mean, sharing, you know, just what you were sharing, I was sharing with her is that we create these lies mm. and we give into these lies and those yeah. lies become our truth. Mm. So even though what she's dealing with may not be, there may not be any truth to it, but it has become her truth. Right. And so she deals with this over and over and over and over again. So, man, that is so phenomenal that, um, that you explained it like that and your, your, um, your research and your book and, and, you know, all of the knowledge that you have as it relates to, mental health and mental awareness this is phenomenal and it started just with you dealing with your friend but then going deeper and dealing with your own challenge when you were what 13 14 years old yes ma'am so this is you know and that's why i say that this is purpose work and a lot of times when we go through certain challenges that we go through we don't know why we're going through those things right and i always mm. say that um, what I'm going through, I'm using me now, what we're, what I'm going through is not really for me. Right. It's wow. for somebody else. Mm. Yes. I, I need to get it and I need to go through it. But when I go through it, Allah is going to present me to be able to 
help someone else navigate maybe the same thing or maybe close to what it is that I have um, gone through. So I, I'm, I'm, I really enjoyed this, this topic with you and I've really enjoyed this interview with you. When do your book come out though? Um, it should be, I, I'm actually waiting to receive them. Uh, uh-huh. what, I'm, what I want to do is, you know, create the whole interest with a lot of these dialogues and talks. Yeah. And, you know, I like that. Like you said, it's probably your son is similar. Being an athlete, I like to have things prepared first. You know what I mean? Like my sister, she's like, take pre-orders. I'm like, nah, I'm, I want to have them physically in my hands first. And then I want to create the interest. It's just basketball kind of got me like that. I don't know if that's the right process, but. No, I think it's the athlete mindset, period. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I believe. Because you all think it's wired totally different. You know, because this boy, he's totally different from my other children. You know what I mean? Like, right, yes, he, right. everything has to be a certain way. If he tells me, Mom, I'm coming over and I'm, if, you know, we're going out, I'm picking you up at a certain time. He's here. He's ready to go. Right, right. You know what I mean? So I think it's the athlete mindset and the discipline, which is so phenomenal. Yes, ma'am. It's awesome. So how um, are you looking to go on tour with your book or anything so um that's that actually one of my one of my college teammates and you know I, oof, I was in college some years ago but he he that's what he he's a teacher he actually a, a principal in rochester new york and he was like hey you need to write a book because people see i write a lot of statuses I, I never really you know compiled everything into a right. book but, like you said, I had to go through a certain experience for Allah to bring that out of me to yes. do it. Mm-hmm. And so um, he asked, you know, once your book is done, we want to get you over here, get you over there. And in the back of my mind on a spiritual level, I'm thinking, man, it probably would be nice to kind of do, you know, what we would see Brother Jabril do. Would Brother Jabril would go around and the minister tasked him to go around and strengthen the believers. You know, believers can be strengthened to go after the people. And I kind of see, you know, that sort of um, avenue from I'm praying. I don't know that I see it, but I'm praying that 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 uh, can become, you know, part of the process. So, yeah, I guess that would be a tour. Um, Well, that's good. But, you know, if you don't mind me suggesting, maybe you can have story time. You know wow. what I mean? Like on Instagram, not Instagram, wow. on um, TikTok, see people having story time mm-hmm. and maybe you can do book readings. You know what I mean? Wow. Like maybe on a Friday evening, not a Friday evening, because we got our own thing going on a Friday evening, but right. <laughs> whatever, whatever, wow. you know, whenever you feel um, that you could or you have, do a book reading. Right. Wow. See? This is, yeah, wow. just do a book reading and then create create your own community. Do a group um, right. on, so on Facebook and, you know, have people to tap in. You'll be so surprised because I'm going to tell you, Brother Eric, honestly, um, since this pandemic has hit, you know, a lot of people are still dealing with, you know, right. this pandemic. You mentioned it and said, wow, I, you know, I lose a, a whole year. You know, and um, for me, again, that's when my anxiety kicked in a lot. And, um, you know, just with this whole pandemic thing, because I'm like, I don't want to go around nobody. I don't want to see anybody because I'm already immune compromised. And, 
You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what people doing. And I, right, so this right. thing, this thing really took it up for me. And I think I'm just now getting to the point where, okay, I'm good. Right, you, you know right. what I mean? So a lot of people are really still dealing with this, this whole pandemic thing and just really dealing with whatever depression, anxiety. And, you know, just last week, I think this young girl um, did a, a Instagram post and she she actually you know committed suicide so there's a lot of people suffering so I'm just seeing this as being a blessing Mm -hmm. and I'm seeing this as being really a a, a great way for you to just kind of like push yourself out there to get to the next level and to have many people calling you and asking you you know to do interviews and to come and speak because this is what's needed and like your your information and your knowledge as it relates to you know mental health and um the nutrition and how all this plays a part is just it's it's phenomenal i've actually really um enjoyed our talk like seriously thank you sister i I appreciate the opportunity um yeah it's, it's it's man it's interesting you say that and that's sad you know you know, someone took their lives, especially on social media. So really what they what they're trying to do subconsciously, they're trying to draw attention to right. you know, the the um the condition that they're... it's like I need help. Somebody help me. You know what I mean? Because yeah. she the girl posted a post and you know, and she was like, you know, just saying that she loved her family, her mom and blah blah blah. But for me, that's a sign of help. I need help. Somebody please help me. Right. Right. Yeah. Especially on social media and, and social media has become this thing where um, people try to live up to a particular standard. Yeah. And and what we're seeing on social media may or may not be real. But for some people, it's real for them. Right. You know, so um, before we end our, our interview, I wanted to ask you, is there anything that you would like to um, share with my listening audience. Uh, just, just um, first, I want to just say thank you. Obviously, we give all praise and credit to Allah. And um, for anybody that's struggling, that's going through any trials, um, and they even think of the idea of suicide or attempt it, um, I want, I would hope that we can consider, you know, that we are a chosen people. And I think a lot of the time that when we get down on ourselves, we don't realize the reality that God chose us. And our whole objective is to glorify the Lord, glorify God as Christian language, right? Right. But when we as human beings can kind of tap into, you know, our humility, our potential, we can kind of dissolve all ideas, concepts, negative uh, comments of invalidation, we can validate ourselves by just realizing who we are. Take a moment to kind of go back to our childhood where we knew and we realized creativity because we didn't have all these life experiences that cause all this trauma. If you can go back to your purest place, right, and think on what you were then and then see possibility so mental projection and as you sleep each day 
your subconscious will work on reinforcing and recreating that reality. And then as you wake, you'll have a different sense of energy, a different focus. And so I just want all of us to just try, if we can, to just keep faith, keep hope, put God first, because you can't really solve nothing without that. And just go back to a pure place where you were at peace and just reflect on that. And I promise that things will change and get better. Awesome. How can they reach you, my listening audience? How can they reach you if they wanted to reach you and find out more information about your speaking arrangements and um, your book that's coming out? How can people reach out to you? I am on Twitter. Um, Eric X. Um, I'm on Facebook. It's just my first and last name, Eric uh, Maddox. Um, TikTok, uh, Instagram. All of my names are they're essentially the same as Brother Eric X or just Eric X or Eric Maddox, which is my uh, slave last name. But um, yeah, all of my social platforms, I try to keep the my names the same or they can reach me directly. Uh, my email is emaddox16 at hotmail.com. Awesome. Do you have a website that they can reach out to you to? Uh, no, not not at the moment. Okay, awesome. So, Brother Eric, what I normally do um, at the end of my show, I always do what I call wordplay. So I'm going to say a word and you just complete the sentence, okay? Yes, yes. <laughs> Balance. Balance is the key to life. Boundaries. Boundaries are necessary to maintain balance. Peace. Mm, peace is a requirement for success. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Brother Eric, for allowing me to um, host you on the Sacred Sweet Spot. And I thank you for allowing me to um, pick your brain for a moment. And um, I am also looking forward to um, your book. And I'm also looking forward to other things that you may have coming up. So I'll be keeping my eyes on your social media pages as well. And I thank you so much um, for showing up on the Sacred Sweet Spot. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Aismalaikum. Walaikum salam. Hey guys, I hope that you enjoyed that phenomenal interview with Eric Maddox. I hope that you found that his interview was very informative and that you can take something away from that interview to add into your own life, add into your own world. And that's what the Sacred Sweet Spot is about. It's about finding something that sings to your soul and adding that something to your life to bring greater awareness, greater spiritual awareness and greater depth in your own reality. Guys, I see you for the next topic Monday. Take care. Bye. Sag passe konyano aptande radio coach Remy.
Tengo aquí. 